0: Welcome and greetings career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love the career spring program is for high achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius recognizes your value and pays you what you're worth if you're ready to learn more schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes be sure to follow me on exclusive career coaching on facebook Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings, listeners. I'm offering a Best of the Exclusive Career Coach guest series this month. These are three of my favorite guest episodes, and many of you haven't heard them yet. And if you have heard them, it's a great refresher. I wanted to let you know that the next Land Your Dream Job group coaching program will start on September 13th and go through November 1st. This is an opportunity for you to get the same great content that I offer in one-on-one coaching sessions at a much more affordable price. Topics will include identifying your non-negotiables, the qualities you are looking for in your ideal next job and employer, leveraging your existing network, even if you don't think you have one, to get your foot in the door at your target employer's how to utilize my number one strategy for making your online applications more effective, building out a multi-pronged job search strategy customized to your career goals and timeline, and recognizing and addressing the negative thoughts that will hold you back from job search success. These are eight weekly group coaching sessions, and all of that is for just $7.95. And if you bring a friend and register together, the second registration is half off, just $3.95. If you would like to get your name on the mailing list to be notified when the registration opens, the link is in the show notes and you can get on that waiting list. So I look forward to seeing you in the next round of Land Your Dream Job. Hope you enjoy this best of, and I'll see you again soon. Greetings, how's everybody doing? How's your summer going? I hope you are getting out now that we are allowed to and enjoying the people and the places and the things that we were limited from doing last year. And so, you know, I I think this is a special summer because of that. Today, I have a guest. I'm so excited about Laura Brown. I'm gonna have her introduce herself in just a moment. And I found her through a group, and I don't know if I've mentioned this group on the podcast before. But I joined Fairy God Boss. It's a women's specific group back, I don't know, the fall of last year, I think. My coach recommended it and have found it incredibly helpful. And as I was going through there, one day, and making comments on people's questions. I'm, I'm a VIP with Fairy God Boss. I saw Laura, and she was talking about her new book, and the title of it, which I'm going to have her tell you about, really in, resonated with me and knew that it would resonate with you guys. And so I reached out to her and asked her to be on the podcast. So, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, Lisa, you're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Well, why don't you start by telling the folks something about yourself? I would be
1: happy to. So as you mentioned I'm an author and my new book is called Increase Your Income 7 Rules for Women Who Want to Make More Money at Work. That's actually my 10th book and I'm really excited about it. And when I'm not writing what I do is I run virtual training programs and I coach women to be more successful and help them make more money at work and I'm just I'm really excited to be here today.
0: That is such an important topic and there's been a lot in the news lately about our earning power versus the men and Lots of interesting statistics even broken down by race and other subcategories. But in general, we women, we're not making what the dudes are making, are we?
1: No, it's its really aggravating. And there are a whole bunch of reasons why, obviously, as you mentioned, it's been in the news a lot. And we can't plan and can't do everything to make changes. But there are some very specific things we can do that a lot of women aren't doing.
0: Well, let's start there. So do the raise rules, these these rules that we have to help us make more money at work, whether we're asking for a raise or, or a promotion, getting a new job, do they differ for men and women in the approach? And if so, why and how? <laughs> I'm
1: so glad you asked that. No, that's a great one. And it's a funny answer. The answer is no and yes. So <laughs> so I actually use the same rules when I coach men. it's the same rules? And I've had some male friends of mine say, why don't you write another book for men? Or why didn't you just write a a general book for everybody? But the reason that it's yes, is that men and women tend to approach these rules differently. So for example, okay, that men have an easier time with some of the rules. So one of my rules, number one rule is it's business, it's not personal. Now, I'm going to make some big generalizations here about men and women, okay, based on research and based on my own personal knowledge about it. So men generally have an easier time not getting emotional about things at work because they see it as a business negotiation or, or sometimes they see a raise negotiation sort of as a game that I win if I get more money. And so they see it in a totally different way. When I work with women, women tend to, and again, this is individuals, individuals. Women tend to have a harder time because they get worried about the relationship. I hear over and over again when I ask women, why aren't you asking for a raise? They say, I'm worried my boss is going to get upset. I got to tell you, I have never heard a guy tell me that ever. Now, maybe they are, but they don't say it. And so when I help women and I, I tell them, look, it's business, it's not personal. A lot of times it's really hard for them to separate the personal and they see when they ask for a raise, and if they don't get it, which is one of the big concerns, that it means their boss doesn't love them, their boss doesn't like them, or they're not worthy of the person or all sorts of other things. And so the men don't see it that way. And so that's why the rules, while they're the same, they tend to be different. The other thing is, again, women go through a lot of things that men don't go through. For example, okay, I got to tell you this, the imposter syndrome. So I mentioned it very briefly in the book. But when I mentioned to women, well, there's the imposter syndrome and we think we're not good enough, they get it. And I remember talking to a guy a couple of years ago and I said, well, you know, the imposter syndrome. And he said, what's that? Mm
0: -hmm. And I explained it
1: to him and he said, oh, no, that's not true. And I'm like, yes, women go through this and some men. And he couldn't wrap his head around. He thought I was making it up and like teasing him. And I'm like, no, that really is a thing. So men and women really do generally look at things very differently.
0: You know, I, I was smiling when you were talking about the "is not business, it's personal because that's one of my favorite lines from You've Got Mail, right? Oh. So Tom Hanks is saying, it's not business. It's repeat after me. It's not personal, it's business. It's not personal, it's business. And the other character, Meg Ryan's character- Meg Ryan, says, yes. Whatever else it is, shouldn't it be personal?
1: Mm-hmm, yes. Oh my gosh, thank you for reminding me about that because I, I love that movie. And, it, and it's funny because it's absolutely true because I talk about the fact that you know, asking for a raise is business. But the fact is, it's personal. I want more money so I can go on vacation, or I want more money because I, you know, I need a new car. So it's very personal to me. But mm-hmm. you just can't bring it up that way. And you can't ask your boss for more money because I need to buy a new car.
0: Right. That may be your internal reason, but you've yes. got to give a business reason if you're going to expect to get that raise. Exactly. So we've separated out, as you and I were kind of talking and planning this out, asking for a raise with your current job versus negotiating a salary for a new position. So let's start with asking the boss for a raise. What's mm-hmm. the number one rule that us women need to keep in mind before we go into the <laughs> boss's office and have that you know horribly uncomfortable, icky, painful... <laughs> They might physically, you know, shove me out the window conversation.
1: <laughs> okay, Lisa, now, you know, none of that's going to happen, but right. it's, I so appreciate you say that because that is exactly what's going on in so many women's mind. I can't even imagine it. I'm going to throw up. My boss is going to throw me at all these things. And when I talk to him, I'm like, seriously, you know, that's not good. And I said, I know, but it's so hard. So just setting that aside, you know, that's not true. The big thing, and this is going to sound funny that I have to say this, but one of my rules is ask for what you want. And so my my big thing is you actually have to ask. And here's why, that a lot of times we hint and we suggest, especially if it's something that's uncomfortable, but you have to ask. So I remember coaching one woman and she said, well, I asked and nothing happened. I said, okay, well, walk me through it. Tell me what your boss actually said. And so she went through, and the fact is, she actually didn't ask. She said something like, it would be nice to make more money. <laughs> and I think her boss, yeah, okay, you just laughed. I think her boss said something like, yeah, it would be, and laughed about that. But he didn't hear it as a request for a salary increase. He just heard it as, yeah, it'd be nice to make more money. And so the fact is, a lot of times, we don't realize that we're not really asking. And so that's why you actually have to sit down, and you know, part of preparation is actually thinking, What words am I actually going to use? How am I going to say it? How am I going to say, you know, I would like to talk to you about a salary increase. You know, I would like to make more money and ask instead of just say, it'd be nice to make some
0: more. That is such a skill set for women that would carry on in so many different situations, not just asking for a raise, don't you think?
1: Oh, absolutely. And so it's funny that when you say other situations, because when I talk to women, the big thing I hear is, I don't like to negotiate. But seriously, we negotiate every day with our kids, mm-hmm. with our partners, with our parents, with our neighbors, with, with the cat, with the dog. I mean, we negotiate every day, and we don't think about it as negotiations. But the fact is, we have these small negotiations. So why aren't we getting better at it? And that is certainly one way to get better at it. Rather than, let's say, hinting that our kids should empty the dishwasher, we say it, and we ask them. Why
0: can't we do that at work? Mm-hmm. We expect our significant other to just know what we yes. want, need. Yes. And so we carry that over into the workplace. And especially I would imagine if our boss is a man, they mm-hmm. tend not to pick up on those subtle cues like another mm-hmm. woman would. But as a busy woman, I used to you know, manage people. I kept telling my employees, you got to spell it out for me. Don't expect me to know what's going on in your world unless you mm-hmm. tell me.
1: Yes, and that's a really good point because especially now when so many people have been virtual, that we expect our boss to know and we expect our boss to figure it out. Bosses are busy. I mean, bosses just do not have time to figure it out. So spell it out. Help your boss to understand what you need and why you need it rather than making assumptions or hoping that they'll figure it out.
0: All right, that's a fantastic rule. As you said, it's so basic and yet yep. it's it needs to be said because so many people aren't doing it. Let's have one more tip for asking for a raise.
1: Okay, my big tip, one of my favorite ones is work with your boss. So here's the thing. When you think about asking your boss for a raise, a lot of times you think about your boss as the enemy. Like this is a person that is standing between me and more money. Absolutely not. So I spent years and years in human resources and I worked with the managers and as long as you're doing a good job, your boss probably wants to give you a lot more money because your boss wants to make sure you don't quit and you stay motivated and you do your best job. So your boss would like to, but human resources and their boss and lack of budget stops them. But here's what you need to do. So instead of thinking of boss as the enemy, think of your boss as your partner, as your ally. And when you can think of your boss that way, then you can come into the meeting a lot more calm and a lot better. So imagine you're working with your boss on a project, and you're trying to figure out how to you know, budget for this project. You might be problem solving. You might be talking. That's the way you need to think about your raise discussion, that my boss and I, my partner, my ally and I are working on this problem, which is how to get me more money. And so the two of us together are going to figure out how to do this. So again, that can help me with my confidence. That can help me with my the way I talk. And that can help me actually really ask my boss if I really believe that he or she is my partner in this.
0: I love that idea. And the visual I have is one I've talked to my clients about, which is when you're in these kind of negotiations, whether it's for a salary or different job responsibilities, more scope, you know, whatever, think of yourself as being on the same side of the table. Visually, don't picture yourself across a table in some sort of an adversarial stance but you're sitting next to each other. You're on the same side and you're working out a problem together.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that is a wonderful way. I really love that
0: visual. Thanks. Excellent. All right. So we've, we've had a couple of things on asking for a raise. So now we are a candidate. They've offered us the position and we want mm-hmm. to negotiate the best salary that we possibly can. Salary and all of it, the right. benefits and all of that. What's your number one rule to keep in mind in this scenario?
1: And I use the same rules, and you, you have to ask and you know all those other things. But let me, let me give you one other big tip. So when it comes to this point, and I got to say, first of all, a lot of women are really concerned about this point because they don't want to negotiate, even though this is the time when you have the most leverage. And I know because I remember one time I really wanted a job, the money was good, and I just wanted to accept it. I thought I have to ask, even though it was really uncomfortable. And I got a couple of thousand dollars more. So the big key is ask and stop talking. Mm -hmm. So that is so key. So when they give you the salary offer, obviously you're going to say, I'm, you know, reinforce why you're excited about it, why you are the right person, not why you want it, but why you want to be there. Why I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be part of this team. I can't wait. And then say, Is there any flexibility in the salary? And stop talking and see what happens. And it's really interesting because a lot of times, you know, they might not immediately say, Yes, you're right, you get $5,000. But what you're trying to do is just have them go back and check on it and see if there's more opportunity. And so you're opening it up and don't talk them out of it. Or if they, you know, say maybe, don't say, it's okay. It's okay. I, I knew, you know. I, I was just giving it a shot.
0: No, just stop talking. So important that the, mm-hmm. stop talking. Yes. Same thing. Same and things. not easy. No, and I teach clients because I do interview coaching, and I teach clients oh, that as yes. well. When you finish your answer. One of the strategies I like to use as an interviewer is I just, I like to inject silence at that point and just see what they do. And I love to watch the people, usually women who it's like a toy, like one of those old school toys that they have to wind up. So they wind up, yep. they're like, must not have given enough answer. Let me wind mm-hmm. up. And they've said all the good stuff already. Everything's yep. been said. So anything that's going to come out of their mouth now is just going to dilute what they've mm-hmm. already said, but they feel this need to wind the toy back up and. Get it marching again. And it's quite interesting to watch. So stop talking.
1: Well, so it's interesting because I do training and coaching internationally. And so, but one of the things is I find in the American culture, silence is so uncomfortable that that's why it's a wonderful tool. Because Hmm. when you are silent, which is what you just said, the other person feels that they need to fill it up with something. And so you never know what they're going to come up with. So you be the one to be silent.
0: Excellent. All right, so stop talking. What's another tip that's really particularly applicable in the salary negotiation phase?
1: Well, I think the first one is be confident that you deserve a higher salary. So in order to actually ask, you need to be confident. And Part of that is obviously you know going out and looking at salary surveys and things like that. But part of that is also... Really working on yourself and really believing, yes, I do deserve to make X amount of dollars. And don't stop yourself by saying, money isn't everything. Well, the fact is, we need to pay our mortgages and you know things like that. So money is important and money is a way to value things. So you have to be really sure and you may have to do some internal work to actually ask for a raise. And I was talking to one woman recently. She was like, can I ask? Is it okay? Like, yes, it's really okay to ask. And she ended up getting a higher salary and a very nice signing bonus because she was confident enough to ask and they responded very nicely to her.
0: Well, and that confidence piece is so important throughout the hiring process. I am so fascinated. And I actually had a consult yesterday with a woman who was talking about how she did not want to stay in the same sector that she is in now. She really is so burnt out. She wants to get into the medical field. Mm -hmm. And I just pointed out to her, I said, I just want to point out that you talk about how much you don't want to stay in your sector. That was how you led with this conversation. And yet, that's where you're applying, and you seem surprised that you're not getting job offers. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> so we we go in, especially as women, we go into the interview process, the whole hiring process, with so much self doubt about, yes. you know, do we deserve this job? Is this the right field for us? Should we get this much money? Are we able to handle this much responsibility? Whatever it is, and yet. We are surprised when the recruiters, the interviewers, are smelling something that doesn't smell good in the room.
1: Exactly, they can pick it up. They know. I mean, you know, a good recruiters can tell right away from from your body language, from the from your tone, from the answers that you give them that you really don't want to be there. Or you're really not sure that you can do it.
0: Right, and to be clear, they're making that connection between your confidence level in the interview process and how confidently you would execute the duties of the job. And if they're feeling, smelling, hearing, self-doubt, they're going to make the assumption that that self-doubt is going to rear its ugly head as you do the job. And that's a that's a big no-no. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other rules that you want to give us for either negotiating or for asking for a raise? Well, I would go back to a- another one. When you
1: get the response, and you could get a yes, maybe, or the dreaded no, but you can still deal with the no. But when you get the response, respond positively, no matter what the answer is. Because there is a way to turn a no into a yes. And a maybe might really just mean that the person needs a little more time to think about it, or the person needs to check with human resources. So again, when the person says, maybe, don't just jump right in, with I knew, I knew it wouldn't work out say thank you. And I appreciate that. And I remember, again, I was, I was negotiating a new salary. And I remember asking the head of human resources, could I get more money? Was there any flexibility? And I remember he stopped and he sighed. He's like, ugh. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I totally messed this one up. And he said, uh, all right, let me check. And I immediately, my response was, thank you so much. And again, I reinforced I'm so excited to to jump in and be part of this team. And I just really appreciate you checking and letting me know. And so the fact was, even though I, I knew he wasn't that happy, I responded really positively. And actually, again, they ended up giving me a better you know salary and it made me very happy.
0: So even if they say no, just flat out, nope, can't do it. Mm-hmm. How would you respond to that? Oh.
1: That is great. So in the book, I actually have a whole bunch of questions. So let's get back to that whole idea that you and your boss are working together trying to problem solve a project. So first of all, you have to take care of yourself and not freak out and not get emotional. Instead, pull back and again, try and remain neutral and think about, hmm, how can I problem solve this? And so there are some questions I would ask like, oh, okay, can you you know, give me some more information about that? Or can you tell me more? Or one of my favorite questions is, huh, can you help me to understand why blah, blah, blah? Or just can you help me to understand? And so first of all, what you're trying to do is just like get some extra time so your brain can think about it. But more than that, you're trying to show, I'm not going to get emotional, I'm not going to get mad. Instead, I would like some more information. Now here, the big key is you don't want to argue, you don't want to fight whenever you get some information. The best thing to do if your boss says no and you get a little more information, say, thank you very much. You've given me a lot to think about. Let me, let me go back and, and consider and end the meeting. You don't have to do this all in one meeting and then go back and think about it. Or maybe what you really want to do is get some more information. Can you give me a good example of that? Can you give me an example of how I could have done that better so I'll do that next time? Mm-hmm. So you see how my, my tone and my questions make it look like I'm trying to problem solve. And so the boss will be working with you. So those are my, just a couple of quick suggestions. And then as you work on it, the idea again is to turn that no into a yes. And I will tell you, personally, I remember years and years ago when I heard no one time, what I found out actually after I freaked out, it wasn't that I didn't deserve it. My boss said no because it wasn't raise time. But all I heard was the no. But when I got up enough courage to ask, well, can you help me to understand why? Which I did the next day. I didn't ask that day. I was so (laughs) upset. No, really. I was like, I'm going to quit this job. It's terrible. I asked the next day. He said, oh, it's not raise time. When it's raise time, you'll get a good raise. And then the discussion became, what do I need to do to get now and in the next couple of months to get the most raise possible
0: when it is raise time? That is such a great point because especially as women, we tend to make it about ourselves immediately. Mm -hmm. We go to what did I do wrong? What? Why am I, in what way am I faulty that I didn't get this raise? And that simple question would have been a complete mind shift for you, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Oh, it really was because truly, you know, I was ready to quit the job. And then when I asked what the issue was, instead of assuming what you just said, Then I got some great information and it it really helped me to work better with my boss.
0: So let's review those those rules again. So we've got ask. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Open your mouth and say the words. Don't don't beat around the bush or hint or hope that they are, you know, mind readers. Right. Number one. Number two was. Oh, I could just give you them. So give, you already give.
1: mentioned ask. So I mentioned it's business, it's not personal. Right. Absolutely key. Be confident you deserve a raise. One I didn't mention was build a business case, but you have to actually have a reason. We talked about it a little bit. Work with your boss, respond positively no matter what the answer is. And actually my favorite one, which is no doesn't mean no
0: forever. It means no for right now. Mm, such a good statement, not just for this process, but for any process. No doesn't mean no. It just means no for right now. Exactly. And I think that's such a great one when you're in the job search because you may get a no. And I have tons of examples, I'm sure you do as well, of people who were told no and they ended up getting the job down the road at some point or another job with the company, the door was open.
1: Exactly. Yes. It doesn't mean, it just means at that moment, that job is not right for you. But yeah, I bet you have a lot of examples of that.
0: All right. So thank you so much. This has been fantastic content and I know the listeners are going to be soaking it up. They may want to reach out to you with, with follow-up questions or learn more about what you do. How can they get in touch with you?
1: Oh, I would be happy to. So they can send me an email at Laura, L-A-U-R-A dot Brown, B-R-O-W-N-E at com
0: and we'll have that in the show notes as well. Do you have people following you on social media at all? Would you like them to check you out there?
1: I'm just on LinkedIn okay. and so on the the social media they can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy
0: to add to my followers on LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, I will make sure that they have that information for you. And again, the title of your book, give it to us one more time. I'm happy
1: to it's increased your income Seven Rules for Women Who Want to Make More Money at Work. And Lisa, I just want to say thank you. This has been an absolute pleasure. It's always fun to talk with you. And I appreciate the opportunity to share these ideas with your listeners.
0: I always think of these conversations as being, you and I are having a conversation and there might be some people listening.
1: (laughs) Well, I hope the folks that listening got some good ideas.
0: Yes. I just, I'm totally, so totally into it. And, and if, if people are listening, then that's just an extra bonus <laughs> because I'm having fun. So, all right. So you guys can grab a copy of her book. Is it available on Amazon? Where do they yep, get they it? They
1: can get it on Amazon right now.
0: Excellent. Excellent. And she gave you the link to her email and also okay. how to get a hold of her on LinkedIn. So you guys, Take a look at Laura's stuff. She's fantastic. And as always, I'm here for you. Reach out. So many of you have been reaching out to schedule the complimentary consult so that we can take this to the next level and actually work together. And I would love those conversations to keep on coming. So the link to my calendar is in the show notes and you can schedule that call. And I will see you guys next week. Take care.